right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here. The King has returned. Of course, I'm referring to Neil Schuster sitting to my left. Hello, Neil. Good evening, Solly. Good to be back in the kill house. TC is here. Hello, TC. I'm back. I'm ready to roll. Is Rory back is the question. I think we're going to get to that. I think, but first you're going to tell us about OGO. I am. I have been traveling a lot this year. I put a new travel cover in, in play, the Alpha Travel Cover Mid. You're out on the on the mutant. Uh, well, I, I was I was respecting the troops with the uh, with the black ops savage, the yeah, alpha travel cover mid. I uh, put that in play back in I'm gonna say March, and it's been fantastic. It's got this pocket on top. Um, it's got two like cinches. And you don't get bag you don't get uh, overweight baggage fees, so you can stuff as much stuff in there. I You're, get up to seventy pounds I on knew, my on my airline. I was gonna choice. say we're not turning this into an airline read. We're turning this into and an OG up, read. Up to three bags as well. So okay. like like tomorrow I'm I'm I have to travel let's, tomorrow. Let's stay focused on the OGO part of this read. Well this ties in. Tomorrow okay. I have to travel with both my left handed set <laughs> and my right handed set. And you got space for and that. I plan on putting them both in the same in the same travel bag. The Alpha Travel Cover Mid from OGO. OGO.com. I've been stuck on the mutant. I got it like four years ago and it's lasted all the way till then. So I'm, I'm not in on the new stuff. I'm but with you. I, I got all the stickers are peeling off the mutant, but the mutant's holding holding strong. So now we have it. We just we just all watched it. Um, it was probably the most exciting part of the day, and uh, we can definitively say after a long time without a win, um, you know, he's talked about it a lot. Most recently, he talked about it on the No Laying Up podcast. Lee Jansen wins the SAS championship this afternoon. Huge playoff victory. Yeah, that was cool to see. Um, uh, you know, bonus golf as well. Yeah, it was a ton of fun to watch. I love that. that. Yeah, some extra golf. That was uh, that 57 really seven years old. Fifty seven. No joke. We're kind of joking with starting with that, but we did a podcast with them this past week. The Furican friends. We haven't aired it yet, and I just asked him at the end, like, "What do you? What do you still uh, compete for? You know?" And as and look at his recent record, it's not very good. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I, I want to win. I want to win again on this tour. It's what I want." And I, I'm not saying I laughed at it, but I was kind of like, "Man, you're not like trending that direction." And sure enough, he goes out and wins the next week. So congrats to him. That was he, awesome. You know what? He's got two U.S. Opens. Uh, another guy we'll talk about only has one. Can, can you? <laughs> you won't even give him the one that he did win. Exactly. It was can a congressional. You, uh, give him. Does the NLU bump exist if it hasn't been published yet? I think so. Right. We just talked. Like that's the th- that's the therapy of it, right? Yeah. It's not out in the world though. I mean, that's a that's a interesting concept there, right? I think the NLU bump, you know, it can go a lot of different directions. I, guys that have turned down requests week of have gone out to win as well. So like, yeah. I think just me asking is what gives you the bump that you need. Yeah. The, the bump is alive. If for anyone that's asking about uh, whether the podcast bump still exists, everyone's it does exist. asking. Many people are asking. Um, so I want to start our little Rory discussion here. Of course, the winner of the CJ Cup, um, and we're gonna we could start with Hampshire if we want to. We're gonna get to that, I promise. <laughs> but Rory winning, I think, I think changes the priority of the evening. He started the week by saying, "Sometimes I give myself too easy of a time, and I try to play it off with that golf doesn't define me, and I've got balance in my life, and I'm happy." If I'm honest, sometimes I maybe use that as a way to lessen the blow if I don't play good golf. Does that not sound like our conversation from the British Open this summer? Very much so. Or like, or the Ryder, or the Ryder, or the Ryder Cup. It was like, hey man, like, you know what? Like, is is this like, do you want to be a golfer or do you want to be like a 
ex- extraordinarily rich businessman. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of like when he like had that, you know, did you put too much pressure trying to win it too much? And he had the quote of like, eh, my life is great and all that. Like Ryder Cup, I think he had like a moment of, you know, that was almost a different, you know. Well, uh, our conversation at the Ryder Cup was, was at the Saturday night conversation was the one that I'm yeah. thinking of. And I thought a lot about, you know, because if you go back and listen to that, we're pretty hard on him. And I think we're hard on him in a way that is, it's like disappointing when you see someone that has so much skill and is so good, could be so good at what they're doing because you know you've seen it in the past. And it feels like they're they're not letting themselves go. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not like, they're playing defensively. And so today- Getting felt in his like own way. Getting in his own way. And then- yeah, just, you know, playing, I don't know, it's like when in football, like, you know, you're not playing downhill, as a as coaches used to say. It's like, it, it just feels like for the last two years, Rory has been, he hasn't been playing downhill as much. He's still been winning some, but it, it didn't feel like, you know, basically the, the gif, the Omar gif, right? I'm like, oh my God, here he comes. Here he comes. Right? Like, this is the first time I've ever hit Rory coming, and he actually came back to win. Yeah. I think it's the first one ever. It hadn't um, felt like that in a while. So, like, your question, like, I think there's so many spots. Like, we, we've had this conversation so many times about Rory, and it's always come back to, like, unrealized potential sucks, right? It's, And we all root for him so much because he he's one of the few guys, if not the only guy out there right now that, like, maybe with the exception of Bryson, but, like, from a – I would say at least in the likability – like a guy that can be the needle and is also likable, right? Yeah, and I think our, Tiger. Our, our being hard on, on Rory, to your point, Neil, is like a, a t- coming from a place of tough love. It's like yeah. we can see this, right? And I think he, I don't think he would like disagree with a lot of the things we've said about it. You know, he may, you know, go through periods where he thinks very differently. And this, I, I found his quotes very interesting afterwards where he says, the last few months I was trying to be someone else to try to get better. And I sort of realized that being me is enough and being me, I can do things like this. Hell yes. And, it's almost like someone finally locked him in a room and made him watch the 2014 PGA Championship on repeat, tied him to a chair and, and said, that's you, man. Yes, like, you need to You need to be swaggy like that again. Yeah. Like un, it's unbelievable how different he's been. Just the, uh, you know, the confidence and the, the you know, oozing swag is, hasn't been there in a while. So it felt like he's getting back to that a little bit today. Um, and you're right, TC. I, I think there's nothing worse in the world than wasted talent. And, uh, you know, as Rory gets older, you want to see him just like, you know, let's put a career together here. You know, let's go get it. And it is my understanding, and I, I'm, I've not, I'm surprised this information has not been out there in the public, that Rory is exclusively working with Michael Bannon as of the conclusion of the Ryder Cup. That would mean no longer working with Pete Cowan. You take his quote that he said afterward with that understanding. Uh, I, I believe that to be true based on all of the information I have and goes out and wins in his first start. And I want I still think. But he owes Cowan all of his. He, I think he might. He may owe Cowan some money right? still based on how Cowan does his contracts and whatnot. But I think this was Rory, like a power of the mental game when it comes to Rory. This is like a willing Willing this to happen more than it was the way that we're used to seeing Rory win. Both of his wins this year were just putting bonanzas. And you go back to Bay Hill when he like putted the lights out that week and won that one. Like that's not the way we're used to seeing Rory win. He was only 17th in strokes gained T to green this week, including that, that that includes fifth uh, in strokes gained around the green. So like his approach game was 67th out of 78 guys with his iron play and shot 25 under. That just shows how well he drove it and how well he putted. Well, can we? We probably need to talk about that three wood too. 
I was gonna say, is the win official? Yeah, <laughs> like we, it's been confirmed that they're not doing any CT two ninety testing on repeat two ninety three forty with the one on fourteen that he hit. Well, and the three forty carry factor, no three twenty carry smash oh factor God. well above one point five, which is just very. Which very I don't know high. if tour radar numbers are final, but it uh, yeah. The, I mean, just number eighteen today when you know he hits three wood. I think it was a two eighty eight carry, and then then Honest Dave is out there, you know. Swinging out of his shoes carry. <laughs> with the driver, it's 265. I mean, it's that's going to be tough to keep up with. Yeah, his smash on the 14th hole this week with, with Fairway Wood, 152, 150, 150, 151. So who knows how official those numbers are. But anyways, I, you know, do you know what I'm getting at, though? Like, I think, TC, you were all over this when he won at Quail Hollow, and I wanted to get on the Rory train. I fell for it. You didn't fall for it. You said, like, this is a course that he can play in his sleep, and, yeah. you know, we don't need to get too hyped, and that ended up being very accurate. And I'm kind of reacting to this. I don't mean to downplay the win. I think this means a lot. I think this could do a lot for him mentally and springboard him into next year. I think he would say he needs to even play better. Like, he needs to hit the ball better. He His putter won them this tournament his this week. His wedges are still the same old wedges, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, and it's a Foz. Yeah, it's not a real he golf course. He plays really well on Foz <laughs> courses. That's very accurate. Bottom line. Which is a great way to make, make a, lot a lot of money. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to make money, which is what the Foz does. I, I actually, I, it might have gotten swept under the rug. I think the Foz is now the in-house architect for the Discovery Lanco. I mean, what a what a cash machine that business for the Foz is. Like, he just, I mean, he's, he's just making golf courses in these, you know, developments all over the world. It's unbelievable. It's a perfect fit, man. Like, I was oh. disappointed with the lack of a statement, like signature waterfall this week, though. Which maybe they just didn't have time in two hours and 20 minutes of coverage to really show us that there was a signature. There's a signature stream with very clear water that you just do not see. In- there were, well, on, like all week on Shot Tracker, I was just, there's many streams on the golf course. Maybe they're, I mean, knowing Discovery Lanco, they might be stocked with. With trout or salmon or Hell something. Yeah. KJ Stewart DOF says, was Rory's interview at the Ryder Cup a pivotal pivotal career moment? Are there more majors in his future? I'm going to pick him to win the Masters. Oh, my Sign God. Really? We're yeah, doing this? I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I just want I want to feel things. And Rory makes me feel things. Can so, I can I deflate you quickly? Yeah, please. This ain't this wasn't golf. Like this is I know, this but is this, I, but this. I want to get hyped. I want to okay. I want to start looking forward to it. <laughs> it's, so it wasn't golf, but it was a good sign. Was is it's this a great a, sign? I'm not saying I'm taking it as like evidence of like Rory's back. I'm just it today. Even with how hard it was to watch golf, even the you know hour that we watched, two hours that we watched, like I love watching Rory play well. So I want something to root for over the next six months, and I want to root for him to just start trending towards the Masters. And I want to, I want him to win the Masters, so I'm going to pick him. I'm going to will it into existence. Neil, I, I, I think you got something working in your favor. What's that? Augusta National. Basically a Foz course these days. Oh, Ooh. that is interesting. Point. I didn't even think about that. All the stars are aligning, man. That is interesting. I will say it is great to see Rory walk, do the walk again. He had a little walk going this week. Good to see him win with what I would still consider not his best stuff. By, yeah. by all means with his ball strike. And that's fantastic signs. Now, the questions that are asked in major championships are nothing like what was just sure. asked at the CJ I, Cup. I, my eyes are wide open on this, yeah. right? But I feel like, again, I just want to feel some stuff. And I, I find myself, when people ask me, you know, that don't play golf, like, who's your favorite golfer? You know, sure. I'm like, I usually it's it's Rory, right? I almost like, I love Rory. I, and, and because of how honest he is off the course, but also when he is playing well, He's a joy to watch. Like, you know, case in point, the three woods we're talking about. It's just like, God, that is awesome mm-hmm. to see somebody stripe one like that. 
Even if the club's illegal, I don't care. It looks <laughs> fucking awesome. It's when not he's the Ill- good. It's not the illegal. The club being illegal doesn't mean that he should be able to swing at one seventeen with a three wood. Which that's yeah. that's just yeah, insane you know, raw just physical the swing. talent. It's just it's he's it's artistic, man. It's, it's going it's maybe two miles an hour it's too great. fast. He's so fluid. I love it. So I mean, it, it, his speed has. It's like people haven't talked enough about his speed. Just slowly, not even slowly, kind of rapidly. I mean, it gets dwarfed by what Bryson has added on, but he has increased his speed pretty dramatically. And, you know, hasn't like hasn't paid the dividends that he would like, of course. But I don't know. If he's going to drive it like that, then he doesn't need to hit great wedges, doesn't need to hit great approaches, and he's going to top 10 every week. Uh, and if he putts well, he's going to win. And I think for a long time, Rory played really, really, really great golf in non-majors. And we just kept like getting to Thursday and trying to figure out why it wasn't happening. And then when the the good golf and the regular events went away, that was like, hey, let's hey, attention over here. Like this is something's not not great over here. And if he can at least get back to playing good golf in regular tournaments, then we can get back in the major hype train. I still think it's a very, very different question that that's being asked. Like after this past year of majors and watching Oosthuizen and and Morikawa at uh, at St. George's and watching Kepka and Oosthuizen, you know, rise in in many other majors. Watching Rom, it's just it's a totally totally different question. And it, we had a long ways to go before we're back in any majors, so I'm not going to get too too tight in. But it, go out and win Bay Hill again. Go win Farmers or whatever you're going to play. Like or, I, I'm or like I'm curious. Like set up your schedule so that you're not stressed out and. You know, like let's like like let's put it together in December of like let's you know I hope he and the, the squad are getting together and they have a, a solid plan leading up to April. He's got two more starts this year. That's it. He's going to yeah, play in Dubai. I was surprised that he even had three starts yeah. after you know. Yeah, I mean, three starts in in three months is not a lot. So I think that's yeah. probably for him. Like, it maybe he wasn't as burned out as we thought, and that is you know enough golf to stay somewhat fresh yet get the rest he needs. And I think it's. You know, we talked about this for our own internal schedule. So, like, as as a company, like, you can't overreact to this past year because there's not going to be another year like this past year. Like, there's or, just or, not. Or, or he realized too that like being at home with with a little one is more exhausting <laughs> than traveling. TC, want to get on the record? Is the McRib back? Yes or no? Uh, I believe it's coming back next month at McDonald's, like November second or something like that. But. I think we had said the McRib is back. Uh, I had said the McRib is back after Sunday at the Ryder Cup. So, okay. You know, I so think, this is just I, I think a continuance of that. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, interesting Rory thing. that I'm just looking at his career record. This takes out any Euro Tour, obviously, but his first 13 wins on the uh, on the PGA Tour, of those 10 were majors, WGCs, or playoff events. Mm. Like, I would say just from a very efficiency, like mo- like making money efficiently, that's the most efficient wins you can possibly have. I would have to say right? so, especially with the the playoff, you know, the big bonuses that come for, with FedEx Cup playoffs and whatnot. But hey, we were saying, do you think when $1.7 million hits Rory's bank account this week, do you think he notices it? How much money? Do I you don't think- know. I Like, I'm trying to answer that legitimately. $1.7 million. I think, I mean, I would guess that the checking account stays in the tens of millions. So it probably, probably not, no. I don't yeah. think so. You know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, it was probably like a 2%. You know what I'm like? Well, I'm trying to think about the bump that it would hit. Like, would the graphs in yeah. his account start to go up? Probably not in a big way. It was probably 1.7 plus because having his name in the public eye the last couple of days probably vaulted him up another spot in the pip, mm. too. You know, so Could he's have. playing the plus game within the game. Potential, you know, sponsored like bonuses. I'm sure there's some wins in there with Nike or whoever, right? 
That was yeah, that was his second win of the year. I'm sure it'll Yeah. What's he up to? It's wild. What's he gonna be up to in back in the world golf ranking? Because he was he was I'm down sure. to like eleventh, right? He was fourteenth. He was behind Honest Abe coming into this week. I saw that this week. I don't know exactly what wow. this will do. This was a six thirteen strength of field. Uh Rory will be eighth according to VC six oh six on Twitter. Okay. Um, so back in the top ten. Back in the top ten, just behind JT, just ahead of Louis Tazen. So Top, yeah, top world rankings, Rom 1, DJ 2, Morikawa 3, Cantlay 4, Xander 5, Bryson 6, JT 7, Rory 8, Louis 9, Kepka 10. Finau, Abe, Spieth, English, Victor Hovland after that. I, I do want to say, you said something about he's continued to get speed earlier. I think that's a really good point, and in, in you compared it to Bryson, how he's been able to pick up speed and still, you know, back to what I was saying earlier, so, look so elegant. Yeah, you know, like it hasn't impacted the like the rhythm of his swing. Other than uh, he said a little bit at the players, right? He said like I've been, you know, I've been chasing it a little bit, but like today, it 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 looks like the same fluid, elegant, athletic Rory that you know we all want to come back. But who knows? Maybe that's what's messing with his wedges. Too. Yeah, potentially. You know, I just feel like he should like never hit anything close to a full swing wedge. I feel like he overswings the wedges. But do you know what I'm like? He's taken. He's just taking too big of a know. cut sometimes. I, I, I Rory, try to just like, ignore it when he's yeah. sitting away. Rory, average club head speed in 2020 year was uh, 119. Average club head speed in 2021, 122. Sheesh. Three miles an hour is a lot of increase. Yeah, I mean, man. that's not, again, not Bryson increase, but that's he's uh, that's that's a real thing. Bryson, I think, went up uh, seven miles an hour from 125 to 132. <laughs> Oh, what a joke. Um, you want to talk BDR? Yes. Is he next? Yeah, I think BDR. Is BDR back? I mean, I would love to get Randy's definitive opinion on this. We should we should have forced him to call in. If Ricky had won, we yeah. should have forced him to call in. This Randy's is, got the night off, and you don't want to bug the big guy when this, he's got the night off. I'm glad he's not calling in, because this was pretty case in point. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, it was. Today. Tough 71 today. This was not a unlucky. Uh, this was very much a just didn't, flat out didn't have it today. Is which, he back? No. Is he step in the right direction for sure and i want i want ricky to get back in the you know let's let's start with the top 50 you know like that would be great i like having ricky around i find him i find his golf swing interesting and i have no you know i don't root against ricky i think he's overexposed and overmarketed but i don't think that he's uh you know, he's not a villain to me on yeah. tour like some other guys are. Ricky playing poor golf is not fun for anyone. Like yeah. you can't nobody enjoys watching Ricky struggle. He is going from one twenty eighth to eighty second in the world uh with this T three finish. That's, that's useful. I would say Ricky's back. I mean, he led the field in strokes gained T to green this week. And I mean his putting let him down. He was fifty first in putting and finished what three shots out of uh losing only to to Rory and Colin Morikawa. I mean, that's a freaking heck of a week. It's Bad order to do to shoot the 71. He was sloppy today, doubling the par 5 sixth, and a horrible three-putt from 18 feet on 10 when it looked like he was going to actually make a move on. Rory gets a crazy lucky up and down on 10, and Ricky three-putted that one. I did not see that one coming. But. You tough, think he's, tough lag I think he's back, 18. which I guess kind of shows that maybe yeah. he was never there. Like, if he's back <laughs> when he just got to 82nd in the world, like, that's... That's no, a, no, no, no. Like 80, no, like you know what I'm trying to the say, world though? rankings are messed up. Like it, that performance, he has not gone out and led a incredible field in ball striking in a very, very, very long time. I wouldn't use Ricky as your argument that the world rankings are messed no, up. No, no, no. He's saying just getting to 82nd <laughs> no. is not like, oh. it's not, it's not like that's where Ricky's going to stay. Yeah. That's not what he, that's but not I what I mean. I was also kind of making the point of like, that's, Ricky's <laughs> never been as good as, 
he was marketed to be. So like, oh, he's back to 82nd. Yeah, Ricky's back. You know, like he's kind of just back in the middle of the pack, but he's, you know, oh, he led the tournament for a while. Like, yeah, he's back in the mix. So I guess he's back. I think Ricky's simultaneously overrated and underrated his career. I think he's to the point now where he's probably underrated because he's, I mean, coming off two MCs here, his last top 10 was the PGA, but I feel like that it was one of those, the night is darkest before the dawn kind of thing. His swing looked, looked good this week. Like, I've got a feeling it's like he's been working hard for long enough now that and he's got this incoming dose of perspective coming. Like he's, Future perspective. It's, it's got to, you know, it's got to be coming close. Otherwise, it's like, yo, like maybe he, like if it's not close, he's just going to quit. Well, I would, I would say I'd feel differently if he led the field in putting this week and didn't hit it great. And okay. it's the opposite. Like he didn't putt it great, and he's as Ricky would, as Randy would say, he's the best putter in the world. So okay. uh, and it's he didn't fake it this week. Is my sure. point. It's something too where like it, you know the course was obviously dog shit, but like, it's not like there's not some of the best golfers in the world right. playing too. I mean, Warakawa, Sam Burns, like another another top five. For Unreal, him. man. Uh, Sung Jay was you know came in red hot. Adam Scott played really well. Like Spieth, Thomas, Hovland. Shoffley all in the field. Like, 24 of the top 30 in the field. Yeah. yeah, this week. I mean, it was it was a we can talk about whatever this event is and, and why. Um it, I think we should cover a little bit of Morikawa before we get to that, but uh Morikawa out in 29 on Sunday, final round 62 with an eagle on the last. This was his fourth event, not counting the Open Championship, which we don't have the data on. Fourth event in 2021 where he was positive strokes gain putting. Three of those four finishes, he finished in the top two. The other one was a T7. I would, I, I, honestly, this might be vindication for TC. TC's been, he's been since the, since the colonial in 2020, TC's been like, Morikawa, we got to watch his putting. It's not, it's not good. You well, said you weren't concerned. Are you, I'm going to give you the opportunity, Sally. Are you, are you concerned now? I can confirm what has been confirmed many times, that we are definitely concerned You're about concerned. the putting. Okay. We, we've mentioned it many, many, many times since then. At, the, at that moment, I kind of thought, Eh, he's just growing into it. He'll be fine. And it, 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 he still is volatile with the putter. Like he can have super hot weeks. And when he does, like he just blows people away. And if he ever gets it consistent, he's going to make a hundred million dollars on tour. Probably. He, he cooled off on the back nine. I mean, he shot, I guess he eagled 18, but, uh, shot 62 with pars on seven of his last nine holes, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. I think the one that, that kind of stalled him out, he missed a, Missed an eight footer on fifteen. That was kind of the, you know, it was like, all right, dude, like you had to make that one to to kind of put a scare into Rory. Yeah, twenty four under, just tough week for Morikawa. Just couldn't couldn't get it done. Sixty five, sixty two on the weekend <laughs> to not win. Can we talk about Summit then? I know we've kind of we've kind of hinted at it here, but uh, before we get before we get to that, and I want we gotta talk some NFL because NFL fans. If you're hungry for a big win this week, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you get $200 in free bets. And if the Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at, a, at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code NLU this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a lot easier to do it now that Indiana got uh, got with it. But Yeah. yeah. NFL-wise, <laughs> I watched some of the Broncos game today. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> he looks like a high school quarterback, man. But TC, you and I are still alive in the Survivor League. I got three entries. Yeah. I got two. Still alive. Green Bay got, got it done today instead of the Colts. How Jags, about that? Jags getting the, the get, W getting in the London. In London. Yeah. Home game over in Honestly, London. Honestly, I mean, I know you don't want to give Urban any credit, but that that fourth down play to get the first down and then kick the field goal at the end of the game was... They, they was, won in spite of Urban today. That was a pretty pretty poorly coached game. I know, but, the, but that was a nice, like, that was great strategy at the end, like, to get that field goal off. But once it's time for them to, like, when losing is starting to hurt you, like when your season's already done, lo- or winning actually hurts you, yeah. they start to win. <laughs> Fair enough. But, no, hold on. They just broke the longest, second longest losing streak in NFL history. Yeah, so they had to do that. Like, that, you, you just yeah. you got to get that off the Bottom off the line, record. my two big takeaways, Trevor Lawrence, obviously a dog. Mm. I mean, he's just, like, he's sure. slinging it. And then, B, James Robinson's a stud. And the fact that, like, Urban didn't even want to give him the ball for the first three or four weeks of the year and tried to draft and like drafted another running back in the first round when you have like James Robinson is running behind one of the worst offensive lines of the last three or four years in the league. And he's absolutely crushing people. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to pivot us now because I, I don't want to wind up TC too much on urban. <laughs> and, and I want urban to, no. to feel free. I'm sorry. To I stay behind. That was you. Neil. I teed that one up. I'm stay sorry. behind over in London. Feel free to take an extra day or two. I, I will say before we talk about summit, it's worth the summit, the worth the summit. It's worth saying it's a one-off event. I do think it should maybe be viewed through a different, different lens, different spectrum. But to have like no fan, almost no fans out there, and a golf course in the middle of the desert for like the most elite of the elite, and like not even air it. I, I don't want to even conflate that with the t- the coverage take with the golf course, but a complete total birdie fest out there. I just like was very confused with what this tournament is, and I know it's supposed to be in Korea, and they could have canceled it, and they could have done a lot of different things, but. I don't know, man. Well, this was a weird it, golf course. It, you, I think you nailed it with the Korean sponsor, right? Having CJ, I, I think the fact that they can't do it, they can't do it in Korea. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like a sponsor's like, yeah, we just we want to sponsor a tournament, so you guys tell us like where you want to do it, and then you know, there's no thought put into like the uh, the local vibe or anything like that. It's like, oh no, we just do it at the Summit Club. Like they they got the facility for it, and and. That that sounds great. You know so what I mean. So this is the one last year that they had at Shadow Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah I mean, it, it seemed like either that contract that they've got with CJ is airtight, or CJ has more money than they know what to do with. Because <laughs> at some point, you know, it, it just it's like, what's the point? Right? Well, I know this tournament is enormous for Korea, like and CJ in Korea. Like it's, so, basically, it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, it's been Korea. All the ads in the U.S. are for BBGo. Like that's the only part of CJ, which is this enormous conglomerate. That's the only part that's like marketable or relevant to the U.S. That's why you see the see the same ads. Which for- I do want to. I want to give BBGo a pass on running the same commercial. Not only you know three times a commercial break, but same one as last year. Those dumplings. They're fire. They are fire. And I've been looking for them in the frozen food section. So <laughs> I don't know why that that commercial hits for me. So yeah. I'll give them a pass. But that's similar to the RBC Dustin Johnson commercial. You know, there's not a lot of effort being put in by the title sponsor 
but you give them a pass. But I give them a pass because the dumplings are fire. I went to the CJ Cup in Korea, and they had like full BBGO like concession stands, and you'd get like all these awesome dishes that are not not like frozen microwavable dishes, but like stuff you can buy uh, in the grocery store and stuff. And it was they were they were fantastic. I will say that. But C- uh, CJ Logistics, you know, yes, they're in big choke points too. So I just I I can't do a birdie fest of that magnitude. There were three holes that played over par this week on the entire golf course. Tremendous home game for guys too. A lot, a lot of guys of home games. like Mav McNeely, Morikawa, who else lives out there? Tommy Armour the third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've I've actually driven through the property four years ago. Mark when, Davis. When it was being there? built, the course wasn't it was like the course was either I didn't play, but we saw it was like half built, I think. And it's just, it's the moon. Like and it's it's pretty far outside, you know, Las Vegas, like the strip. It's it's up kind of up this hill and it just feels like you know, you're on a different planet up there. Mm. And then, yeah, then look, I mean, just when they did the aerial shots and you see thousands of palm trees that they brought in, I mean, it's just like kind of makes your head explode with, you know, sustainability stuff. It just, it just all, it's like, man, this is very like fake and vapid. And, but it honestly, if you get invited to play, it's kind of nice too. And like, I wonder, <laughs> comfort I'd stations are probably fire. <laughs> I would just, I would love to know what the pros thought about the comfort stations. You know, that's what that's what those courses are known for. It's kind of like anything goes out there. You can play on your bare feet. You can, you know, they got a full bar. You know, there's no attendant. You just take what you want. So it's a different type of golf that a lot of people enjoy. But I don't particularly enjoy watching the pros play it because it, that course is built for a lot of like really bad and really rich golfers to yeah. play. Right. So it's not a, it's not really set up for. You know, good viewing for me as yeah. an avid golf fan. Yeah, I just don't know why I'm watching pros play it. Like, yeah, it just exactly. Doesn't... Like, I'm, I'm cool. You know, it's like, yeah, that's a fun course to play as an amateur, but I don't need to watch those guys go shoot 25 under. They should have let the pros ride in carts this week. You know, just have them roll around and, and drop top carts. You could have fooled me and told me that this was the, the uh, Saudi event. Like, if you said, hey, they're in Saudi Arabia this week and didn't show any picture, like any long panoramic views. Like you could have easily said, "Hey, like they're they're right next to the Red Sea." This is you were wondering where the Red Sea was. <laughs> like I had a top twenty play on Paul Casey this week. My my man shot seventeen under this week. Didn't top twenty. That one hurts a little bit yeah. <laughs> to average better than sixty eight for a week and not top twenty. I don't know. It it was just like Rory had three holes left. He had a one shot lead. And there was like ninety. It was like ninety eight percent on data golf. Like he was just never gonna lose it. But like for a one off, wouldn't you? There's so many interesting golf courses on. Yeah. On the west coast of the United States. Yeah. Like, what a wasted opportunity, right? I know. It's, that's what I, what I was trying to say earlier with the sponsor. It's almost like if the sponsor doesn't care, it's like the, the tour doesn't care. They're just like, oh, what, what is the path of least resistance? You know, like, what is the most, I don't know, controlled environment we can do? Oh, well, there's this brand new course that, like, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm sure some of the executives are out there all the time. Like, oh, this place is great. Let's just do it here. You know, it's just... There's no imagination put into it because they don't have to because they're not being pushed by a sponsor to think creatively. And yeah. if you're not having a bunch of fans and you don't have a big corporate hospitality build out, like you don't have to worry about that for a venue. You could go literally anywhere. And if it's not going to be on TV, yeah, then, like, <laughs> it's time. Like, did they even have the it's tournament time. or did they just simulate it? Today was, I don't even, today was almost, it was pretty much the opus. That was pretty much like the only exception. I was, I was, it was hysterical. I mean, it was so comical to like, 
I, it was the least amount of pushback I've ever gotten for complaining about television coverage because everyone was in on it. JT actually got in on it. Colt Nost actually agreed with us. And, uh, you know, for not being on TV, like the, the broadcast started 41 minutes into its window, which the window started two hours and 10 minutes after Rory and Ricky teed off in the final group together. Let, let me, I, w- I want to paint a quick picture. Is had a, had a great Sunday, had my, my future parents-in-law were in town, so I was kind of, you know, Checked out until this morning, but I got back and I and Sally and I talked this morning. We were going to do some. I was like, "Hey, come over to the Kill House, like just like the, the old days. We're going to sit down and watch golf. We're going to have a little watch party, do a little twenty twenty two planning. You know, we're we're all jacked up." I come down the stairs. I just taken a shower, and Sally's like, "Hey, bud, you ready to watch some golf?" I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" He's like, "Cool, we can't." <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he explained the whole situation to me. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, it, it's, imagine any other sport or like show or or station that says they're going to play something at this time and you set up, you know, a date with your friends to go watch it. No other there's no nothing else out there that would do that. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> not only that, people pay for PGA Tour Live. Nothing. They're not showing it. Is this not what the cock is for? The cock is ne- so many Where people is asking. The cock? They're asking about the cock. The cock will never help you. It's never going to be additive. It is. They're only going to move television coverage to the cock. That's going to be like frustrate you. It's never going to be bonus. It's never going to be you and me and the cock <laughs> up there playing house. Okay, get that through your fucking head. Stop asking. You know what? What is the cock for? It's not for this. It's not for any additive thing to your life ever when it comes to live sports. Okay, it is only going to be an inconvenience to you. That's one thing. Two, they said on the screen, the stream has now started on golfchannel.com. You go there, it says coverage will start soon. <laughs> it didn't even start. Then it, it fires up, and they're playing the Champions Tour coverage on golfchannel.com. The tour coverage was nowhere to be found. And then they started patting themselves on the back, which I felt bad for Kara. Kara Banks, like, yeah. Like I, she's in a shitty spot. Like, of course. Like, even the Golf Channel people. like It's not their fault that like the tour... Golf Channel leadership, NBC leadership, like whoever's in charge of this shit, just figure the shit out. It's like, not that difficult. You're fucking morons. But qu- question: is, Does <laughs> this not. have something to do with it not being in Korea? Like, is the is the window built out three years in advance where it's like, but like I can understand it last six... year, right when it's everything got nuked on the schedule. Yeah, but I would think that a year ahead of time they would have known. Okay, we're gonna have this prime time West Coast window. Maybe we need to have the PGA Tour on Golf Channel, and we need to. Bump the champions. Like you would think that that would have been considered top of mind. Not not like, oh, well, you know, I can understand if they thought it was going to be in Korea at 1 a.m. Right. Right. So it's not, which would have been a different window. Like it would not have been the window that we were watching. Right. So that shouldn't be an excuse. We're also not like there was, there was no LPGA today. And it's not like we're talking about an opposite field event. This is 24 of the top 30 in the world. We're playing this tournament. (laughs) Limited field. (laughs) You were always going to get a good leaderboard. Nine and a half million dollar purse. On a course no one's ever seen before in Las Vegas, like it's showbiz. Let's go. What are we doing? Kind of like you can stretch it into prime time a little bit. And I know you're going against football. Is like you've got CNBC, you've got MSNBC, you've got NBC Sports Gold, you've got PGA Tour Live, you got you got got golf channels online streaming. You got so much different shit that you can do. And like they just say, no, we're not going to do any of it. We can't do it. And then once they start it, they keep going double box. 
but the boxes are so shrunk. Yeah. I know. They're, they're, they can't even do double box right. And meanwhile, I've got, I've got Red Zone going on another channel. I know. They I got know. quad box. Yeah, they got quad box. <laughs> I can watch it all. And, it, and it's, it's flowing and it's working for me. It is. There's no more polar opposite of transitioning your Sunday from Red Zone channel to watching golf. It's like the hardest working people in sports are just like doing everything in their power to bring you all the information from all these different, it's like pretty parallel to golf of like all the reasons we get of like, oh, you don't understand. We're in 18 different arenas. We have all these balls in play. So does Red Zone. And it's, they it's do not, it. And it's not like we're talking about a really dynamic forward thinking organization with the NFL. Like they get so much stuff wrong too. Or like even on regular TV stuff, they get when one of the games goes long, they can't cut in. It happened last week, but somehow they've gotten red zone right and then once coverage actually starts they have to cram in oh, the same commercial the same commercial load into like a <laughs> shout out to those a, dumplings 40 shorter window it, it's so insulting and infuriating it's it, it's it's hysterical at this point yeah it is and it's you know we're entering about to enter in a new contract year new you know between the tour and the networks and only based on everything I've heard, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I, I want to have one like the cherry on top, which is for me. amazing. Is, it, is there a before it gets better? It's, it's, it's just, just not, gonna get it's worse. It's never gonna get better. It's right? just gonna get worse. The, the cherry on top for me is when you can tell that the run of show has been nuked, and so they, you know, they're going yeah. double box yeah. right, and then they come in and they throw like a million commercials at you, and they show you a couple tap in putts and all this, and then about thirty minutes in, they hit you with the intro, you know, <laughs> like. You know, brought to you like PGA Tour goal. It's like, uh, oh, yo, shit. Now we can start. They're on fucking 15. They're standing on 15 T. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's the guy that they push down our throats more than anybody, Ricky. And, they, and, I know. and the guy that, you know, second most pushed down our throats, Rory, going at it with the new rising star, Morikawa. It's like, holy shit, guys. This is like your dream. This is the whole fall. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get a better situation than, the, than that this fall. Only thing I'll say is maybe. I don't know how exactly how it works for the fall events, but in some scenarios, usually lesser tours like Corn Ferry, LPGA, like the sponsor or the event has to buy TV time, right? And I don't know if that's a similar thing in the fall, like it's CJ buys three hours instead of five or whatever it is. But at some point, if you have like 24 of the top 30 guys in the world playing, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't you have to buy TV that. time because you put up such a big ass purse. Yeah, right? agreed. So, uh, I, mean, well, I mean, shit, like there was, there was a, like a 10 minute stretch today. It was like playing through, and then they showed Hatton hitting a provi uh, what they called a provisional after he walked back to the tee after looking for it for three minutes. So clearly not provisional. And then Rory and Ricky eating on the tee box, and then a look at the future <laughs> schedule, and then a no context Sam Burns shot just out of nowhere, and then went back to commercial. Yeah, I mean that's I don't even track the, that stuff anymore. That's like that's 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 budgeted oh in in the normal. Guys, I would like to say that this this was very cathartic. It was it was a good old. Classic Hampstead. We need yeah. to get some like police sirens on the yeah. soundboard or something when it's coming. Air horn? No, it's got to be like siren. Like oh shit, like, <laughs> it's Hampstead. Yeah, oh shit, <laughs> it just needs some good old fashioned sirens. I will say Tyler Munson seven. His question: Did the coverage snafu snafu make the week more entertaining? Hundred percent. Because once the golf came on, the boring part was, it was, that was more all entertaining boring. when they weren't on. Yes, like but they and they did not. Hustle to get over from no. Champions Tour. They showed the full Lee Johnson <laughs> interview, yeah. Schwab Cup update, <laughs> the whole thing. So, and, okay. why? What serious question? Why the hell would that that playoff not move to online? Like, what? What? What are we I, doing here? Which but, well, I have a question: Is why? Why can't? Uh, and maybe you guys can't answer this, but why isn't PGA Tour live? Why can't they play 
the, the why don't they play it on there? Just contract rights? Was there even PGA Tour Live this week? I I do not think is it there something was. like you know shame on the PGA Tour also because they've been charging people. That's what I'm saying. Uh, You're each for that. month when that like I don't think at least I don't think this month there's been PGA Tour Live yet, or I know at least some weeks they haven't even had PGA Tour Live, but people are paying for it. So there was PGA charging. Tour Live this week, okay. Thursday through Sunday. Um, no, I don't. Uh, sorry, Thursday through Friday. Yeah, there were feature groups on PGA Tour Live. Or like, why can't they just bump the champions guys up? Like they yeah. teed off at like at like noon or eleven. Who knows? Damn off earlier. It's it was amazing, and it's the only week that I think I can find myself really actually caring about for this fall. But um, I I, I guess I'm holding out a little bit of hope that when the you know new contract comes into play, the ESPN Plus stuff might provide a little bit better streaming, like uh, it, like it, you know somebody that's a, a better at that than just the the yeah. cock or like the PGA Tour lot. Like there's just a lot of almost people trying to do the streaming when they're not pros at it. Like ESPN might have a better handle on that, so hopefully that could be a better outlet for something like this it, in the future. I think ESPN is just the distribution mechanism, though. It's still coming from PGA Tour Entertainment, who's producing. I'm guessing that budget goes up though with the money they're getting from ESPN. I, I mean, they bare bones PGA Tour Live, which I'm I'm cool with. I think it's additive to golf fans for the most part, but yeah, they you definitely get shortchanged when it comes to this time. Let's of year. not let the the actual broadcast off the hook either. Like it <laughs> it, it looked like a PGA Tour Live. Set up this week too. It was it was I mean, it was sparse. So, Sunyun Kim's putt on eighteen. Uh, a lot of questions about this one. He has a four footer for birdie that lips all the way around. He was he was clearly inside the time though. He, he walks around it for twenty five seconds, then it falls in, and uh, everyone <laughs> acted like it was a birdie. And I'm sitting here like, wait, what? We went through this in April when with Siwoo si Kim left one on the lip for a minute, and the ruling was clearly like, if your ball comes to a rest for 10 seconds, reasonable amount of time to walk there, and 10 seconds when you get there, that ball is deemed to be at rest. And it was so clearly not that time period, and it falls in, and everyone just celebrated like it was a birdie. I thought it was going crazy. It took like an hour for them to finally make the scoring update. Nobody got to him before he signed his card. Nobody said anything to him. How did Pros not know that rule? How is somebody not waiting there for him in scoring before he even looks at his card? How right? is no one on the telecast? There's pros that are, you know, it, Sands is not a professional golfer. He's the one calling it. Like, if he doesn't know the rule, that's fine. I understand that. But, like, there's professional golfers in the booth that don't know that rule. And when we just had the example, like, a few months ago, I don't know. I, that, was a, that was a weird sequence. It finally did get corrected, and it cost him about $20,000. I also want to call give, give the broadcast a shout-out for calling – uh, Ricky at chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they caught him chicken on 13. 13, he's driving par four, and Rory hits the green with three wood. Driver. Uh, Rory dri driver. Driver. Ricky, you know, kind of hits a... A queef. He, he, he hits a queef. <laughs> <laughs> and just balls like mid-flight. He's like, oh, chicken. Because <laughs> he bailed out right, basically. And then about 30 minutes later... That was way too late. It was like, oh, and that's he's definitely not a chicken. Like, yeah, anything we, but a chicken. Like, they started going back and forth. They probably got a, a call on the red phone yeah, from yes, Panavidra yes. saying, hey, you said something mildly, mildly 100%. negative about one of our players. You have to retract this it immediately. Was, it was very, like noticeable that the word chicken kept being used like a lot more more times than i've heard of the word chicken used in the Stop last five years chicken. why are you saying chicken why is everybody talking especially because well, the sanders dumplings not chicken yeah. the sanderson was a couple weeks ago guys but they just i couldn't believe that that was great i also loved it before they cut over you could tell whit watson was like visible like he was 
you could tell in his voice he was uncomfortable because you could tell in his in his headset he's like, hey, people are losing their fucking minds <laughs> on Twitter. Like, we don't know what to do, but this thing just keeps going on and on. Like, thank God Lee Jansen hit that putt. Oh my yeah. God. What would have happened if that had gone another couple holes? I, I, seriously, somebody like, might have gotten fired. Somebody still should. I don't know who, but somebody should get fired. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea who. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who. <laughs> but just imagine like living in a world, like you know, we're going back to it, but living in a world where the person in charge, whoever it is at Golf Channel, it's Molly Solomon or somebody else on that side, and some of those people like work in the headquarters in Ponte Vedra now. They're down the hall. Like If somebody can't just pick up the phone and call Jay Monahan or whomever and just say, hey, like, we got to do something. Like, this isn't working. Like, can we just, what are we going to do today? Like, we'll, we'll throw the, we'll throw this, the uh, contract aside and we'll just, we'll net each other up somehow. Live stream this somehow. Take a cell phone out there if you have to. Like, it, it just makes, they had cameras out there. They're showing highlights on the tour cast of like Rory and Ricky's second or approach shots in a number two. Like, they've, the tour didn't tweet a highlight during any of that time period. They weren't on the air. Like it, it wasn't like there was just a coverage pocket. There was no highlights. It's just like instead of instead of deciding to do something or trying to do anything, they just don't. They don't do anything. It was amazing. They did nothing. Yeah, and and you know I have I haven't been on the pod in a while, so I'm like I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to watching, watching golf. golf. I was like I feel like I I couldn't even study for the test. It just you know, beats like you I, down. Yo, what the hell, man? I'm trying. And I'm trying to watch. And the people that get on us for complaining too much about it, like that's the exact feeling. It's like I'd love to talk about the golf. If I could see enough of the golf to yes. talk about it, like I would. I was like shit, I want to go to this pod, and I don't. I'm not have anything to fucking say <laughs> other than this like, wasn't in the study guide. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't have any fucking cliff notes. <laughs> and then they had a tweet up that was like, "Hey, here's how to watch oh, the God. CJ Cup." The reply was their pinned tweet. All right, it had two, three hundred replies of just, just people. I mean, it was an inferno. <laughs> And that was before I retweeted it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was this has been really fun. I, and, you know, for people to say we complain, for sure. This but is why this we is, complain. But I've also enjoyed This yeah. has been very cathartic. Sometimes they're complaining is fun and, and stuff. And sometimes it's like, oh, you guys are picking nits. Sometimes we are picking nits. For yeah. sure. We're not picking nits. I don't think yeah. we are. I think this is very justified. Yeah. Strapper had a 61 on Thursday. I'm sorry about your first round leader bets that you had out there, Neil. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I did watch some on Thursday and I was a little depressed because none of my, uh, none of my seed rounds panned out my Y Combinator play. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's like Streb. He shot 61 with a, with a bogey. Too. Oh, it's like, yeah, guy, I don't know, man. That just tells you how hard the course is. No offense to Streb, but it's like any, any one of those guys can go out and shoot 61, basically. Anybody, you know, in the field. Like, not, there's not, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. What, do you feel like that's the case every week on the PGA Tour? Anyone could shoot 61. I yeah. mean, not like anyone, because there's a lot of fluff at the bottom 20% yeah. of the tour event. But, like, yeah, I'd say 75% of the guys can shoot a 61. Especially okay. a guy Depends like, on the course. retract that. Depends yeah. on the course. Yeah. Don't hate on Strebber either. Like, he's not the flashiest guy, but when his irons get hot, he's he's a predator. Fair enough. So, uh, I mean, you know, he shot 61 with bogey on 11. He was what? He was seven under through... He was seven under through six? Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty... <laughs> Pretty rare here. I know, I know we mentioned it, but just uh, just an all-around performance again from Sam Burns. That that's about as hot of a way to start a year. I mean, he's getting out and getting out and running in the FedEx Cup, if you will. Big so. uh, big shout out to Taylor Gooch today too. Sixty-two final round. Uh, hold a hold an eagle from ninety-four yards on the last hole, which it's a walk-off. Would have could have been really cool to see. That about it from CJ Cup because 
We got some some drama on the rules front, if you will. Phil getting involved. I wish Randy was here for this one as well because he's got he's got to come cover for his boy. But uh, the two governing bodies announced a new model local rule that starting January 1, 22, reduces the length of non putters from 48 inches to 46 inches. Phil Mickelson tweets: "Stupid is as stupid does, Mrs. Gump." Really, though, are the amateurs trying their best to govern the professional game, the stupid ones, or the professionals for letting them? Hell yeah. Well, it sounds like (laughs) Phil, I mean, based on, he was like, nobody was consulted about this. No, you know, I've talked to so many players, and and I think. His quote was, it is extremely disappointing to find the PGA Tour adopted the new USGA rule through the media. I don't know of any player who had any say or any kind of representation in the matter. I do know many are wondering if there's a better way. Many, many people. Many, many people. Rory, I was in all those meetings when we discussed it for quite a while, and I think the majority of players are on board with it. (laughs) Seems like it's, it's a tough stance for Phil to take while holding a driver that's over 46 inches. It's tough to stand up and not look like this clearly is in relation to what you are doing. And that's why you care this much about it. Like to try to act like there's a PGA tour representative, lack of PGA tour representation, and it's going to hurt the whole tour. And that all professional golfers are paying the price for the USGA making the rule is pretty disingenuous. I would argue Brooke Henderson's paying the biggest price. She, she that she hurts. A 48 inch driver. Jim Furyk uses a 47 or 48 inch driver, but he can hit it as straight as anybody does with a normal length driver. I mean, and, and I think anybody, you know, raising their hand and saying, oh, like, this is what the USGA is doing. I think Juan and, and Pagel have been very adamant and upfront about, like, hey, this is just one of the things, yeah. like, one of the tools in our toolbox, yes. and we're looking at everything, and this is the first shoot a drop of many. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think Phil might have a point with the, you know, this not being the solution, but it, it's definitely tough for him to be the messenger on that when, like you said, he's basically going to, you know, it's, it seems self-serving from him because he's yes. going to suffer. I think the... Uh, Eamon's quote from his article, my favorite one, it was a great article about this, was if the PGA Tour had a strokes game gaslighting statistic, Mickelson <laughs> would be its runaway leader, <laughs> which I, I got a good, a good cackle out of that one. And uh, yeah, I, I think it uh, there's obviously going to be, there's always really bad takes out there whenever anything distance related is even remotely in, you know discussed on Twitter. And to your point, TC, it's not like this is the, the long drivers are causing the ball to go too far. I still think... The combination of enormous driver heads and a ball that doesn't spin much have led to an era of guys just freaking wailing on the ball. Like, that's pretty hard to argue. And a lot of Phil's points he made, in a, but he had a three-minute video back when this was being discussed that was, like, a little bit all over the place, talking about, you know, when ice cream sales go up in New York, the crime rate goes up, so should we ban ice cream sales? Dude, the video is awesome. It's like, incredible. All, everybody should watch it. Like, yeah. if there's a way for us to edit in that clip. Yes. Let's do that now, if we can. Okay. The USGA is trying to ban the sale of ice cream in New York City? Not literally, of course. What I mean by that is this. In New York City, when the crime rate goes up, so does ice cream sales. So does that mean you should ban ice cream sales? No, because the underlying problem is heat. When people get agitated, crime rate goes up, as does the sale of ice cream. So let's identify what the real problem is. What data was there to say that the driver length should be capped at 48 inches? What data is there that says it should go to 46 inches? We're addressing the wrong problem and we're misreading the data yet again, much like the grooves in 2010. All this data came in saying square grooves are bad, square grooves are this, let's change the rule, it's only gonna affect the PJ Tour Pro. 11 years later, is that the case? No, the average guy has been more affected. Why? Because they misread the data. 
the data said that 12 or 13 greens are hit in regulation by the tour pro and nine by the average scratch player and six by the single digit handicap and the 18 to 36 hole and the handicap hits zero to one green and therefore it's only going to affect the tour pros because they hit the most greens but that's misreading the data because 100 percent of all golfers hit 100 percent of the greens it's just that the average player is not good enough to do it with a seven iron and he has to hit a wedge and what club is mostly affected by the groove change it's the wedge the the higher lofty club so who's affected most the average player who's had the most difficult time over the last 11 years because of the groove change the average player the fact is the pga tour pro didn't even use square grooves in their irons because it spun it too much so we misread the data and we continue to make the wrong adjustments in the game so Obviously, the golf ball is a, is a big issue, and people are saying, roll it back, roll it back. Well, here's an idea. Instead of rolling it back, why don't we go back to not having the ball be perimeter-weighted? What? Perimeter-weighted golf ball? Well, yes. If you remember when the liquid center golf ball was the ball of choice 20 years ago, there was more weight in the center of the ball than there was on the perimeter. And also, the liquid center did not spin at the same rate as the outer cover at impact. So at impact, the outer cover was spinning fast, and the liquid was spinning at a slower rate. And then when the spin of the liquid center and the outer cover matched, the outer cover's momentum slowed down, and the liquid center was faster. And so as the ball would fall from the sky, it would have an increased rate of turn, and our misses would be bigger. What if we just got rid of the perimeter weighting so the ball wasn't as stable, and we had a more weight in the center of the golf ball? We're going to get more side spin. And who's that going to affect? The guy that hits the ball 300 yards as opposed to the guy that hits 200 yards. Yeah, they might hit it more offline, but they hit it so short it's not going to get in as much trouble as the guy that hits it farther. It's just an idea to start addressing the real issue and not have all these other issues that are taking a lot of the fun away from the game and not really addressing the problem. Okay, when he starts talking about liquid, I learned a lot there. If you, if you stick with it, I learned a lot. Like the liquid center, let's go back to a liquid filled golf ball i didn't know that was a thing instead of the uh what was it like solid core solid core with the weight on the outside i, yeah. I guess that would make the ball spin more and and you would miss more with the driver but it's kind of like phil's saying what we've been saying like yeah let's roll the ball let's let's modify the ball maybe he's I'm, not using I'm the word rollback because i'm but. just as into making the ball spin more as and I that's his point and he has great points yeah. about that i think i do think it's like yeah dude we don't need super long drivers that's one thing that like a pretty easy change we can make yeah. in all of this. That's a pretty easy regulation change. That's not going to change the equipment industry as a whole. It's not going to really change the game for amateurs. Like, hey, pros, it's going too far. We don't need to. We don't need to do this. I okay. Think, I think what they could have done to garner a little bit more sympathy or support is say, hey, you know what? No club in the bag can be longer than that long. Because I mean, you know, putter wise yeah. too, right? Like, make basically make it so that you know. Because I, I think there's a there's definitely like it's it's hand in hand to me the long putter and the long driver. Right, they're both like kind of antithetical to the spirit of golf. Yeah, no, and JT was quick on. A lot of people were in there, you know, saying, you know, I think armlock should be banned. I agree. I think I tried armlock while I was waiting for a regripping and and uh, Edwin Watts this week. I tried it for like the first time. Like, oh my god, this should be illegal. <laughs> like, this should definitely be illegal. Yeah, I've looked at some literature as well. Yeah, you've right? you've I've, tested. I've, I've looked at some literature, and it it probably should be illegal. Yeah. The problem, you know, Billy Horschel made a good point, which <laughs> happens from time to time. Uh, Billy said, you know, like like how do you figure out what what arm lock is because if yeah. if it's touching somebody's wrist even if they're not really arm locking that's yeah. how do you legislate that right? sure. that's tough 
So again, there's going to be many, many, many discussions on distance and rules into the future. I just, again, emphasize if you, you trying to make a point that starts with just grow up the rope, just stop yourself before you say rough, just stop yourself. We're not talking about course setup. We're talking about equipment. Those are two different things and you cannot address what the equipment you cannot. We've, we've seen it proven over a series of 20 years. You cannot address these issues through course setup. It doesn't, it's a different, we're talking about a different ball game that, you know, that is played with this kind of equipment and it, you cannot counteract it completely with course setup. We're talking about equipment. Especially because so. the tour insists on soaking every course that they play. Yeah. Too. And it's a, a, for a lot of reasons, even growing the rough up does not address this issue of the ball is still going to go really far. It's not going to put the emphasis on accuracy that you think it's going to do. So again, just leave it out of it. It's a different, different topic. So, uh, and, and, and I would give credit to the USGA, whether it's, you know, uh, attributing ice cream sales to a higher murder rate or, or you know, <laughs> or not. I think they're trying to be proactive with getting ahead of like, you know, we don't want everybody playing a 49 inch driver in two years because it's clear yes. that that's making. Yes. For them. once they're in front of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, like they just beat, they kind of beat the equipment companies in like the tidal wave. And I think that's a good thing. Yes. I just like seeing a pulse from the USGA. Yeah. Too, right. Of like, you know, and, and there were more shake up there at, corporate HQ another couple like long time people got got kind of pushed out so new blood in there and hopefully that's you know some new energy I think with Phil it's just like the dude just doesn't want to be governed either yeah I think that's right yeah. like, it, like all it just this, seems all weird this to be this like, yeah a, like him laying a platform for like see I told you guys fuck these guys we're going over here and doing our own thing now maybe perhaps more to come on, on that we'll see um European tour in Spain, Matt Fitzpatrick, pretty gutsy win, bogey-free on Sunday. I watched um, a ton of that one this weekend. It was, like, from the start, Valderrama was was bouncy and crisp, and the wind was up. It was glassy, those greens. And it's just, dude, Fitz, when conditions get weird, it happened at, yeah. at, uh, at Muirfield Village, happened at Bay Hill. Like, when it gets crispy, like, that dude, when it is not a stock PGA Tour setup, that dude is always there. Always there. Which, it's remarkable. You know, it's, it's probably it's probably because you grew up playing Chicago Golf Club and <laughs> Olympia Fields, and you know it's almost like what's like U.S. Open like conditions, but not the length. Yeah, right. It's like when it gets spicy, he's he's ready to play. Mm-hmm. It's it's very impressive. Three shot win. Um, K, Kale Livid. K Livid asked, "Is Valderrama one of the best golf courses in the world?" No, absolutely. No, not. I would not say that. It's a good tournament <laughs> golf course, though. It's more interesting than Summit. Like I'd rather watch really spicy conditions like that yeah. versus the Birdie Fest for sure. But it's kind of, yeah, it's not one of the great golf courses. They, they, in the I world. mean, if they if they chop down a bunch of trees and and you know it's still Robert Trent Jones at its heart. But I need to go back and watch the '97 Ryder Cup once again because uh, a few people were tweeting about that this week and like it's. It sounds like because I think that was the first one I really ever watched, mm-hmm. uh, and I I need to go back and watch that to kind of gain an appreciation for Valderrama as yeah. well. Uh, tough tough day for Lori Cantor mm. as well. Seventy six today. He was he played like brilliant golf. Shot I think the low or second low round of the week on Friday. Shot sixty five and then uh, sixty seven on Saturday and then seventy six today. Five over. Pretty good uh, finish. Robert Rock. Best hair on tour. Mm-hmm. Of uh, course. Finished there. And then, uh, you know, kind of continuing on with the all the Euro Ryder Cup guys playing well, coming out of the Ryder Cup. Bernd Wiesberger, uh, T11. And, um, you know, like like Fleetwood had a good week. Obviously, Fitz won. Rory won. Uh, 
Hatton played well this week. Poulter played pretty well this week. Like they all, they're all motivated. They're all in form somehow <laughs> yeah. now. A couple of weeks. Lit, I think it lit a fire. Yeah. You know, Sebastian Soderberg. I watched a lot of him this week too. I was like super, super impressed. So Brom missing the cut was uh, was a bit of a surprise. I think he's probably got a lot of reasons to be pretty wiped. I think, but um, second missed cut in the last three starts. He missed at the Fortinet as well. Had uh, which some illness going on there. But very much like. Hats off to John Rahm for yeah. showing up and playing two weeks in a row in Spain. Sure. When he could have shut it down or he could have been, I mean, Vegas is, what, a 20-minute flight from where he lives in um, Scottsdale. It's like yeah. he could have easily shut it down. He went over and supported golf in his home country, which is cool. I think, you know, there's there's an Australian guy that has refused to do that for the last <laughs> decade. It just kind of... <laughs> There was a, I never was, see it. Like, I'm amazed at all the ways that you're able to work that in. There was like, a really good thread. Scott Warren had a really good thread this week. Lives, lives in the same town as Urban Meyer. Yeah. You know, you know, unbelievable the, the coincidence. And he he counted up how many times Jason Day, Adam Scott, Greg Norman, Mark Leishman, Cam Smith, all these guys went back to Australia. Kind of the first like ten years that they were out on tour, and it was pretty damning. <laughs> so. There you have it. Neither here nor there. Amazing. So shout out to Rom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The LPGA stars played in the Aramco Team Series in Long in Long Island. The on Long uh, Island. The Bone Saw Team Series. Take us to that. What is it's presented by Golf Saudi or is it all funded Saudi uh, Saudi's Aramco Team Series Ladies European Tour event in the U.S. Which uh, was won by the Corda Sisters, I believe. Um, Which at night. It finished in a playoff at night. And like some bagger vans. Yeah. Pull the headlights up. What's Zephyr Melton tweeted uh, while the Aramco in the dark playoff was quirky. Not everyone was amused. It's ridiculous. Said one ladies European tour player who wished to remain anonymous. You can't run a legitimate tournament and do that stuff. That doesn't grow the game. I don't know if I want to turn this into a grow the game rant, but like, I'll tell you what I hate falling back on when you just like make a point that's like very related to you and then try to throw in at the, like Bryson does this all the time. Like, me, 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 me. I'm just trying to grow the game. Like, I, that's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm trying to grow the game. It's like, shut up. I'll no, tell you what not. grows the game. Oh, here we go. Some of these press releases that they send out, uh, you know, the golf Saudi people, they're getting their money's worth as far as, uh, you know, growing the game and, and getting in my inbox for stuff. There was a, a photo shoot this week. That it was promoting the driving force presented by Aramco, an initiative aimed at helping further open golf to all and reducing inequality in an attempt to make the sport more inclusive for all. The major winning Solheim Cup star Anna Nordquist joined celebrated New York street golfer Tiger Hood, big hitting long drive competitor Troy Mullins, and the Girls on the Green uh, charity to take a unique milk carton challenge at the iconic Columbus Square in Manhattan, which I believe Columbus Circle well, Columbus Circle's on yeah the southwest corner of Central Park. I don't know Columbus Square. <laughs> I'm not I'm not familiar with an iconic Columbus Square. All year they've been just shoehorning themselves into women's golf and and this and that and you know like at some point I'm kind of glad that women's golf is at least getting some funds from you know from a, a bad entity here. But still, at the end of the day, it's like it just seems so half-assed. Like the the whole format with this Aramco team series, like I still, I don't know what it is. And I get these press releases every week. I don't either. And I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. It's like, and I think we've been pretty consistent in the past. We don't really get on European tour. It's a tough conversation every time Saudi comes around. Cause it's like, where do you draw the line? And it's a very legitimate question, right? Well, guys go to China and play. What about their human rights record? Blah, blah, blah. 
I still think there's a big difference in like European tour players playing Saudi Arabia on their calendar. Guys are trying to make a living on that tour, and it's very different than like Phil skipping the waste management and going over and playing Saudi Arabia. Guys that is guy that has made second most money in tour history, like Jason Kokrak going over and playing it. Finau skipping golf, or golf Saudi on his bag. Yeah, like Gary Player was was front and center this week, saying you know women's golf has been so disrespected and and you know shoved aside and it's time for us to lift it up well, like if you really want to lift it up then like just like you know put your sponsorship dollars towards towards some actual events instead of this like sideshow aramco series thing yeah right well yeah it, it's 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 very very complicated um as you might expect and it, it just i don't know what's tough is it is it all publicity for a a sport that needs more publicity is any publicity good publicity or well, it's just it, it's all going to have a a whitewashing factor to it right sure. and it all comes with all these people getting paychecks and saying amazing things about saudi arabia and that like doesn't sit very well to like real golf fans i sure. think well, it's just like you don't like being sold like lied to basically you don't know shit about saudi arabia you're being told to say this and you say it and you're it's basically selling your integrity and it, it doesn't sit great in a lot of ways, I don't. It's a. I still think it's a very different thing for the women to take the money than it is like, like I said, for the top PGA Tour guys to forego their tour and go play a soulless event in Saudi Arabia. And I guess they get. I'm, I'm assuming they get like a guaranteed paycheck to play in it because the winner's share of this was like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, there's got to be some. So it's just you know I'm assuming, I'm assuming. They, they're they're getting just a you know an appearance. But this was it. This was a. European ladies European tour event. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't. A, it was not an exhibition. Oh, I, I could be wrong on that. I mean, it, I, at heart, it's an exhibition, but it's like it doesn't tie into points or anything like it that. So, but yeah, there's okay. a there's a team element to it. And it's from the ladies European tour, a Ramco series. It but. was it was Jessica Corda, Carolyn Lampert, Lena Boquist, and Alex O'Laughlin. Three the amateur. three pros and one amateur will compete for a share of eight hundred thousand dollars, along with an additional two hundred thousand dollar purse for leading individual scores. This is from Golf Week. Okay, it carries world ranking points. Anyways, just we we talk about Saudi a lot when the men go there, and that was that was what was going on on the uh, LPGA or Ladies European Tour this week. Neil, you want to take us to our Callaway What's in the Bag segment I this would, week? I would love to. You volunteered. You jumped yeah. off. This this was jumping off the page at you. No, I want to talk about the wedges. You know, I've, I've had some Rory issues with my wedges in the past, uh, but I put the Callaway full-toe Jaws wedges in the bag, uh, I want to say two months ago, uh, right before Taurus Sauce, which premieres this week, by the way, mm. 9 p.m. on Wednesday, episode one, and I absolutely love them. So I was I was gaming the Jaws MD5, uh, and I had a 58 degree and a 52 degree, and they were S grind, and they were a little bit too uh, thick on the bottom, which is more bounce, I believe. The S grind is is like the lowest, I think. Well, the uh, I had like I, the, the the bottom felt like it was digging. Too, it was, or, no, it was too was, thick. It was, it was bouncing. Bounce. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So more anyway, bounce. more bounce exactly. So I went back to, and I've always been, I was always a big fan of the PM grind. I was a big fan of it in theory, but probably not good enough to play it. A lot of, lot of digging with that Santuco knife, well, you the, know, a lot the of The PM chunks. grind is like the secret weapon out of a bunker or out yes. of thick, like thick northern rough, like, like what we had up in Michigan. But I get nightmares when it comes time to hit a full swing with it. Cause it, yeah, at least for me, like I have a 
relatively steep attack angle and it just digs like crazy and I'm taking out, you know, four feet long pieces of sod. So I had I had the 60 degree PM grind years ago and I loved it around the greens, exactly what you're saying. And I took it out because I, you know, just inconsistent from the fairway. So I finally I got the full toe 60 degree, which is kind of the combination of the, you know, jaws little nice nice uh, heaviness at you know heavy base at the bottom in the turf so you get a nice feel out of the fairway and i've been hitting that 60 degree great from like 85 90 yards and in and then i still now have the circus shots in the bag because that full face wedge is just very appealing around the greens i don't always hit the center of the club face you mean too. the full grooves all the way to the, the toe all the way to the toe it just feels like there's it it just makes you almost feel creative when you have it's, it. It's like hands. psychological. Yeah, a little bit yeah. where it, the, you know, it just looks like you can't really, you're not going to miss uh, the club face with it. So I switched back to the. We, we need to talk about where you are mentally, okay. by the way. No, <laughs> in a great spot. I'm in a great spot. Okay. Uh, games, games trending. 60 degree and 54 degree. So I got a 60, mm. 54, 48. That's, and then pitching wedge, which I is like 43, 44 loft. That, I feel like my gapping, my, my bag is. For the first time in a long time, I feel very dialed. I'm not like second guessing these decisions. So I'm really happy I got the six degree back in the bag. And if you're thinking about getting a wedge, I would highly recommend the uh, full face uh, 60 degree. Full toe. Full toe, excuse me. Full face grooves, full toe. Jaws, let's go launch. That's it. how you know it's not an ad. He doesn't even have the script in front of him. No, I yeah. don't. I'm serious. So <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, what? I, I was thinking about like, what's in the bag? Well, God, I've been, I've been loving the wedges. So I wanted, wanted to share that with, uh, with the people. Cleaning up uh, a couple other notes we have here. Uh, an RIP officially to Renton Laidlaw, um, the voice of the European Tour for for many and many a years. Just as a kid, hearing that voice, it just it it's it's going to be. Uh, I, I, I wish I had more thoughtful words to say other than uh, the, a longtime voice of the European tour is no longer with us. So. He would be very glad that you had an economy of words on what you said about there him. There you go. That was always his thing, right? It was always so understated. And uh, there was a great, great podcast he did with John Huggin. I linked to it earlier this week. I can I can reply on Twitter with it. But kind of just went through his career and his his whole progression really wasn't even trying to get into golf. He was working for BBC and but just such a such a humble, thoughtful, observant man. Yeah, he was just like sultry dulcet tones on mm-hmm. a, on a Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. And going back to what we were saying about the summit, like if if you have a a broadcast that treats some of these courses as, you know, it's it's the stage on which they're playing. It's not it's not the main character. And just kind of leaves that off to the side, and it's about the golf. Like that's always great to watch. Like I remember watching, you know, Cotter and Dubai and all those. Like you know, especially when they would be on super early in the morning. And it's just such a different thing. Where like if you put Renton Laidlaw and a Euro Tour broadcast on for that tournament today at the CJ Cup, like we would have enjoyed watching that ten times more because it would have just been all about the golf and not trying to shove a bunch of other bullshit down our throats. We have J.R. Smith played his first collegiate event. We haven't really, haven't really talked about J.R. at all Dude, on the I podcast. Am so, two thumbs way up. I'm so in on J.R. going back to school. It's awesome. So I'm I'm rooting for him. I, and I mean, we got to we got to effort him for the pod. We got to would love to hear you and him chop it up about uh, you know competitive golf. I would love to. Uh, it's a, quite an interesting move. Uh, he shot 81 78, I believe, in his first event this past week. And, and he uh, got for stung an NBA, by a bunch of bees. Stung by a bunch of bees and. Uh, 
It's very it's surreal to see a, an NBA, a former NBA player, go out and play some college the, golf. Some of the pictures were were funny too. Of like you know the the three guys he's playing with, the college kids, and he's like standing like off off to the side. It's just like a it's a really funny juxtaposition. Yeah, he's he's, he's trying to get the pipe. Yeah, <laughs> I loved Jar Smith. Like especially back in the day before he was really a thing. Like before he went to New York, when he was on the Nuggets. When he was on the Nugs, man, he was like he was so much more. Like he was the biggest gunner of all time, and just he, he would get so hot, and it was completely inappropriate. Like how 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 far he would pull from it was, and, and it was it was before Steph Curry kind yes. of normalized it and everything. It was awesome. He was one of the last dudes to make the jump too from high school straight to the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you guys have from uh, from this past week? Uh, Stanford women's golf. They are just. Murdering people. It's not right a fair. Now. That's not a fair team. It's, it's <laughs> unreal. Rose Zhang is everything we thought she was going to be on the collegiate scene. They're killing people. Also, good week from uh, our friends on the uh, University of Michigan women's team. They had a, a good showing this week, and just want to give them a shout out. Yeah, and they'll, Coach we'll, Dowling, we'll yeah. hear from a few of them in in two weeks. As as I mentioned earlier, Tor Sauce comes out Wednesday, Wednesday October twentieth, nine p.m. Nine p.m. Join us on YouTube for the live chat. Uh, first episode covers uh, our time spent, some of our time spent in Detroit, and uh, I'm st- we're obviously so excited for this coming season. It's going to probably look a little different, I think, than some of the previous ones. The format's going to be a little different. Uh, it's going to be same old good tour sauce, though. So yeah. it's we're we're very proud of this one. DJ's been killing it in the lab lately. Yeah, and so. the, you know what? And the pro shops bucking too. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug, plug the, pro the pro shop. shop. Yeah, we're TC and I've been grinding on uh with ben on on getting the shop ready for the holidays and for the first time i think ever we are running downhill into you know the uh the holiday rush so things are trickling in we got a bunch of new polos we got level wear stuff we've got head covers we've got new towels so new hoodies from hoodies throwback we've got uh holderson born our best-selling ward sweater the diamond knit sweater we got that in two custom colorways just for us and then um like a light blue one that's just flying off the shelves so yeah yeah, it is like buy and listen people choke points are out there buy your christmas shit early Mm. yes get it done store.nolayingup.com or nolayingup.com forward slash newsletter where we Mm. where we do uh drops and subscriber specials and all kinds of good stuff. wow look at that hell yeah last thing uh second stage of q school brian ritchie clutch performance from him um, Luke Guthrie Luke got Guthrie, through. TK Kelly got yeah. through. Yeah. Um, a lot of friendlies getting through, uh, grinding for their career. So shout out to them on that one. So with that, we are going to wrap it. We got a little travel going down this week. We will be doing some filming. I'm going to the F1 race next weekend. I'm not going to be here Look next weekend. So I will be in Austin for that. Very much looking forward to that. Box, box, box. And uh, yeah, I think that's about a wrap for the week. So cheers to Rory and thanks everyone for tuning in. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different.